halashing for halas? Want to braai or fine dine? Stay tuned to High FM on 101.9. Join Adrian Bagatti for Essen Fressen Tuesday mornings from 11 a.m. where it's all about the food. Good morning and welcome to the Essen Fressen show. I'm Adrian Bagatti, your host for today. And we are talking cold weather. Winter is here and it is once again time to be having soups. The problem is we also have winter and load shedding. So I went and looked around for some soups that are quick, that are easy, that are not going to cost a fortune, and that are healthy. And things that can be made on the braai even, if you've got no electricity. Um, I'm lucky I went to gas, and that helped me a lot. So that's an important thing. Um, so if you can get yourself like a little scottle bra or something like that, you can cook your soup on that. So all the recipes will be put up on the HFM website after the show. And except for two recipes, they are ready in under 40 minutes. So that's an even bigger one because then when there's load shedding, you just have to quickly heat it up. So one of the things that uh, we were taught in nutrition from years ago was that when you boil your vegetables, which most of us do, all the vitamins leach out of the vegetables and you're better off drinking the water. So what better way to supply your family with really, really good vitamins to fight the winter flu, to fight the colds and to help fight COVID. And that is to eat that, drink the water that you boil your vegetables in. In other words, soup. So I am in my house. We are huge, huge fans of soup. We will have soup at the drop of a hat. And so I've had to come up with some really quick, short, easy, easy recipes that anyone in the house can follow. In fact, on Motsay Shabbos, I sort of yelled the instructions from my room on how to make a chicken soup. Very quick, very easy chicken soup. And the pot was cleaned Like there was nothing left. I thought the next morning there'd be at least a little bit left, but it was empty. And here's how to do it. It is so, so easy. Any frozen vegetables that you have, frozen mixed veg, whether it's the stewing veg, whether you've just got the country veg or whether you've got the peas and corn and carrot mix, any of those works fine. You can use about one to two cups of frozen vegetable depending on how many people you're cooking for. Then you take two onions and you dice those or chop those, um, depending on how chunky you like your soup as well. That does make a difference. And I always have in my freezer either giblets or chicken wings. Nobody really likes the chicken wings in my house as such, um, and it's not big enough to form a meal for my family. But what it does do is if you stick the chicken wings in the soup into your water, it actually becomes your stock. So you can make the soup without any stock powder at all, and that's how I do it. And then about a liter of water, depending on how many vegetables you've used, you could probably use a little bit more, and this recipe will feed between four and six people. Remember your seasoning, salt and pepper, and what you're going to do is you put everything in the pot all together. There's no browning, there's no frying, there's nothing. You put your wings in, everything. You then bring it to just before it boils. And then you simmer it for 20 minutes. That's all. 
Once the uh, the, it's 20 minutes cooked, everything is done. It's nice and soft. You can take the wings out. And if you like a thick soup, you can then blitz it up either in a blender or with a stick uh, blender. And what I like to do is then I season my wings with a bit of paprika and some garlic salt. And I just put them under the grill in the oven and have them nice and brown and crispy to serve with the hot soup. And it's just a nice light meal for in the evenings and it's quick so that you can then you know just fill up when you don't feel like cooking or when it's cold or when there's been like load shedding for hours it's fantastic and it freezes really really well so that that's also a bonus to have this in your freezer my mother taught me a bit of a trick with frozen uh, with soups and she used to put like freezer bags small freezer bags into cups and then she would pour the soup in and put them in the freezer so they were almost solid. And then you could take them out the cups, close the bags, and they stack up beautifully. And that way, whenever you need a cup of chicken soup, it is ready. So when you're feeling down or feeling fluey, just take it out, pop it in your microwave, have it with some nice bread and some margarine or whatever your favorite toppings are to go with it. And you've got a meal in a hurry. And this works really well when you're feeling sick. Our next favorite is usually a Sunday lunch meal. Now, I'm not big on cooking on the weekends. I spend the whole week cooking and for a lot of us. So I want something that's really not going to take a long time. I am very blessed that, as always I've said, my kids eat vegetables. And their favorite vegetable happens to be peas. So we do a very, very quick pea soup. Basically, frozen peas. So 500 grams. Um, I obviously make a lot more than that. I usually use a kilo. You take enough water to cover it. Some salt and pepper from, for flavoring. And then I like to cook my Viennas in it. Or you can just use 15 mils of stock you know, powder to flavor it with. My Viennas, they don't take a long time to cook. Remember, Viennas are, or any actually sausage, is usually already pre-cooked, and so they're very fast, but they do infuse the soup with flavor. I then take out the sausages, and I cut them into bite-sized pieces. I blitz up my pea soup, and there you go. Put the sausage back, and you have a delicious, hearty meal for a cold winter day. You can, if you're not serving it with sausages, Add some cream to it or some Orly Whip, and it will then become cream of pea soup. Very quick, very easy. So once again, another nice, easy soup. And this one also freezes really well if you before you add the cream or the Orly. So once you've added that, please, then it doesn't freeze as nicely. It tends to split. So this is a great way to get families to eat vegetables. It's a nice way to hide the vegetables if you blitz them. And a lot of people, you know, it's just an easy filling thing. If you've had a long day of w after work, it literally five minutes and it's done. So another one to go in the freezer. Then I have a family recipe that can be fed to children, to babies. It's actually a recipe I found 22 years ago when my son was a toddler. My son, well, my son and my husband and one of my daughters absolutely love tomatoes. So I found a tomato soup that barely 
needs any cooking. Literally, barely needs any cooking. There's no peeling of the tomatoes. There's no dicing of the tomatoes. Nothing. All you do is take four large tomatoes, chop them up roughly, one can of tomato and onion mix, one can of chopped tomatoes, and then if you're making it for an adult, I would add a clove of garlic, crushed, uh, but it's not necessary, especially if you don't like garlic, and then 15 mils of dried Italian mixed herbs. Now, you can get the tomato, the chopped tomatoes with the garlic and the herbs already in it, which then saves you a little bit extra. You just add that to the pot. What you're going to do is you chop all the stuff together with a bl blender. You just stick the whole lot together. Bring it up to heat and allow it to simmer for about 15 minutes. Great way to serve this is grated cheese stirred on top, especially a sharp cheddar cheese, or you do what we call cheese toast. It's just a slice of cheese with some tomato sauce spread on it and some grated cheese. So it's kind of like a cheese pizza. And that is a perfectly balanced meal for children. It has everything they really want to eat. So that's um, your soups. And really, these are nice to have. Once again, as I said, um, I often will have them in like one liter buckets in the freezer for when people need to take a meal to a sick friend. Great to have in the freezer. Take it out at the last minute for unexpected guests. I am Adrian Bugatti, and this is the Essen Fresen Show. Whether you are halishing for halas or wanting to braai or fine dine, this is Essen Fresen with Adrian Bugatti. It's all about the food. Welcome back. So we're talking soups. Delicious, warm soups. Now the question is, if you don't like soups, what do you do? If you don't like hot soups, if you don't like slaving over the stove to get that delicious flavor into your soup, well, I have a lot of extra ways to do that. And I don't spend a lot of time slaving over a hot stove. I might be known for food and things like that, but I prefer the recipes to be nice and quick and easy and with as little work involved as possible. And that's how I've come up with the soups. Now, another soup that is definitely very cost effective is a bean soup once again this soup is actually suitable for any age and it's great for toddlers who are starting to eat their pieces of meat and things like that and this one can actually be made with steering beef or even mince and I've made it with chicken mince I've made it with beef mince and I've made it with the stewing beef and that is my bean soup. Very simple, very easy. It's a cup of sliced carrots. It's three potatoes peeled and diced. It's two liters of water, two cans of baked beans and tomato soup, a cup of frozen peas, and a kilo of your meat. Now, you, if you're using stewing beef or something like that, cut it up into smaller pieces, bite-sized pieces, and that's how I came to be using the mince because I was too lazy to chop up my meat. You don't even have to fry the mince beforehand or anything like that. You're going to stick your potatoes, your carrots, and your meat into the pan. Um, you can lightly saute it just to seal in some of the flavoring of the meat, but I often just leave that out. And you cover it with enough water to like just cover everything 
simmer it for 30 minutes. So when you're simmering for 30 minutes, you bring it up slowly to boil, and that's probably the longest part of the whole cook. And that way you're able to skim off all that yuck stuff that floats to the surface. And then you bring it down to a simmer, 30 minutes. After 30 minutes, you're going to add your frozen peas. You cook that for another 15 minutes. Now, the liquid that you've been cooking this all these vegetables and the meat in should start to thicken and become almost like a creamy consistency. And that is because of the potatoes, the starch in the potatoes. If it's not like thick and creamy, you can scoop off a little bit of the water and just thicken it up that way. You're then going to stir in the beans um, because they're already cooked. Don't drain them, don't rinse them, just pour the whole thing in and mix it up beautifully. And that is also great served with, once again, toast, a burger roll, anything you like to dip it in, and it's great. It's a great starter as well if you have got very, very big eaters, but it is perfect for somebody who has very little appetite, who isn't feeling up to eating a big meal. And like I said, once again, we're in flu season now, so it is important that we try and get all our vegetables and nutrients and vitamins into our families to build up their immunity. Now, I do like to add, sorry, I do like to add a little bit of chili sometimes to this because we quite like the spicy taste and sometimes some garlic. Don't forget to season it the way you would like it, so salt and pepper, and then serve it nice and hot. You can make this, by the way, without the meat. It works perfectly well, and it can be a dairy soup, and you can always add, once again, some cheese or some cream to just give it that bulk, that little boost. I have a substitute once before. It wasn't quite bean soup. It became chickpea soup, but it worked the same way, and it had that nice um, protein from the chickpeas without the meat. So that is a great one. Please remember you're going to be able to find all these recipes after the show on the High FM website. So that's, that's something nice. If you have any suggestions, any comments, anything you'd like to, um, for us to talk about, please do uh, let us know so that we can cover that for you in studio. And it would be great to talk to you about your favorite soup recipes. And if your family are soup lovers... Um, one of the things in my family is not only these beautiful hot soups, but also our cold soups. So in summer, we have cold soup, but we have a few soups that are beautiful to have where either hot or cold. So something like a potato and leek soup. And we, I mean, the potato and leek soup, everybody loves that. But I do it the simple way. We do potato and onion soup because leeks are not always on my shopping list, but onions are there permanently and I have plenty of them. In fact, I've even tried the potato and leek soup with red onions. It kind of looked a little weird, but taste was amazing. And that's another easy recipe to do. And it's a rich, creamy recipe that really doesn't need much work. There is your chopped, your diced onions, there is, or leeks, depending on what it is, potatoes, your stock, your water for boiling. Now, 
depending on how many you feed will depend on how many onions you use. So for a family of four, I would say one onion to six potatoes. Peel, dice. And one of the things you do remember, please, when cutting up vegetables for soups, the more even your dicing or the more even your cutting chunks are, the more evenly they cook, and then everything's ready at the same time to just go in the blender or to have your stick blender shoved in. Uh, my, my magic tool, by the way. It's probably the most used thing in my house is my stick blender. And with the potato soup, you're going to then season it. You put enough water once again to cover the potatoes with a bit of stock powder, whichever one you want. Um, if you look at traditional recipes, they ask for chicken stock powder. I use vegetable and I also use um, the beef stock just to change the flavor. Why not? It doesn't have to be um, what the recipe says. But, and that, that's one of the great things about potatoes, uh, not potatoes, sorry, soups, is soups can be made on the fly. If you've got stuff in your kitchen, soups can be made from it. So continuing with the potato soup, once you've boiled your potatoes, um, you brought, bring the water up to boil, turn it down to simmer. Once the potatoes are soft and you season it, adjust your seasoning and then blitz it up. It's a one pot dish. You don't have to pour out the water. It's all ready. And another one that you can just add some decadence to by adding either a cream substitute or cream if you are making a dairy soup. And it's delicious. Unfortunately, not really doesn't really freeze as well. It does lose some flavor. So if you do freeze it, I would just adjust the seasoning before you serve it. And then another soup that we love that is quick and easy. I think we have this about every two weeks. And that is a baby marrow soup, zucchini, gorget soup, whichever one you want. Now, I have two recipes that come from this one. One is the plain, quick, easy one, which I'm going to share now. And then I'm going to share the very decadent dairy one. So it's 400 grams of baby marrows sliced, one onion diced, enough oil just to fry, some water and your 15 mils of stock powder. You're going to saute your onions until they're glassy. And then you're going to add your marrows and just fry those up a little bit. Don't let them go brown. It does make the color of the soup a little off. You're going to add enough water to cover them. So usually about two cups of water if it's a small group. Um, but with this quantity, you could probably get away with actually making more and using a liter of water and then just adjust your salt and pepper seasoning. You're going to simmer it until the baby marrows are soft and then you're going to blitz it up and you can add once again cream or oily whip. My decadent version of this is a dairy version. Um, it is double the recipe because everybody goes back for more. So you would use 800 grams of baby marrow sliced, two onions diced, once again water, oil for frying, uh, stock or water and pow stock powder, two liters of that, and you saute your onions again the same way you would do with the quick one. It's saute the onions, add your baby marrows, don't let them go brown, add your water and then bring it to boil. Add your seasoning, your stock powder. 
When the baby marrows are soft, add some cream cheese to it. Now, um, in the old days, I would have said, if, if you were kosher, I would have said, add a block of curry cheese to it. You know, any of those spreading cheeses are really nice um, to add to that. And you're going to blitz all that together, and it gives us this rich, rich, creamy taste. And it's, you know, you don't need the cream. You can add the cream. You can add milk to this um, as, you know, half water, half milk. So you would use a liter of water and a liter of milk. So like I said, it is a decadent version and a little bit more expensive. But it is absolutely amazing to start off a meal. And this is one of those soups that you can have hot or cold, which is really, really great to add. Once again, a reminder, if you've got any soup ideas or soup suggestions that you would like us to look at, please tell us and let us know in the studio. Um, you can email at chayfm. Uh, it's in, it's on, in studio at chayfm. Or on air, sorry, at chayfm. Apologies for the, inter the mistake. So we're talking soups today, and I love to hear your ideas of soups and what you would like us to to cover and so if you're making big pots oh that's a nice idea thank you marianne uh, she makes big pots of soup and freezes them in one kilo yogurt containers which is fantastic idea for your milk soups and things i have one that i do slightly differently um, i don't use the containers i get the large freezer bags and once my soup is cooked and cooled, I will pour it into the freezer bag and into the freezer slightly flattened. So that, like, so I use the Ziploc bags, the Ziploc freezer bags. Then you flatten them and you can put them in the freezer and lie them flat so if you don't have a lot of space in your freezer. Once upon a time, I did have a vacuum sealer, but that was a long time ago and the vacuum and the sealing has gone. So that doesn't work anymore. But thank you for the idea, Marion. That's a nice one. I am not one of those people who actually keeps my containers. Um, I know that a lot of people do. Um, I'm very bad with that. I probably should start keeping them. But I just stick them all into the recycling and forget about them. But it's a fantastic idea. So some of the benefits of soup. Let's talk about why am I so big on the soup. I've said to you that... Having the soup when you're cooking your um, your soup, your vegetables, all your vitamins leach into the water, and that's why soup is so amazing. So let's look at some of the benefits of some of the soups that I've covered today. And the first one is the tomato soup. Well, tomatoes are highly nutritious. They are extremely rich in antioxidants. And antioxidants in today's day and age with all our pollutants in the air are really very, very important. So this is from the website Healthline. And believe it or not, May is actually Mental Health Month. So here are the reasons why tomatoes are really, really good. Low in calories, low in carbs, they have uh, lots of fiber, they've got protein, they've got fat, They've got huge amounts of t vitamin C. In fact, they are actually better than having an orange. So it's 28% of your daily value. They have vitamin K, 
Vitamin K is great for blood health and uh, clotting factors. They have vitamin A and they have potassium, which is good for heart health. They're also um, good for like, you know, the color that the red pigments, they are very good for preventing um, chronic diseases as well. And because tomato soup is made with cooked tomatoes, it's really a good source of all these vitamins at once. So like I said, antioxidants are very good to neutralize the harmful effects of oxidative stress. So when you're living a stressful life like we're all doing right now, going through COVID, your antioxidants are very helpful for that. So that's an important thing. It is thought that tomatoes actually have cancer-fighting properties, especially against the two biggest cancer um, cancers in the world, which is breast cancer and prostate cancer. So those are very important things. Um, there are a lot more benefits to potatoes uh, to tomato soup, but then let's look into the benefits of lentil soup, especially during pregnancy. So how is that? Who knew that lentils would be good for pregnancy? One of the things that lentils are very good for are low GI and perfect before a fast because they keep you full for longer. So your prenatal vitamins and lentils have something in common, and that's called folate. As most doctors will give you folic acid, well, one cup of lentils will actually give you um, 60% of your daily requirement of lentils, of your folate. So that's like really, really good. It doesn't mean when you're pregnant, it's the only time to have it, but it is a great source of vitamins for your pregnancy. So that's really a, an important thing to think about um, during pregnancy. Another benefit of uh, pea soup is, um, well, peas, green vegetables are always um, a huge big thing in, in our um, diet. And what people don't know is that peas also contain vitamin C. So that's another one. Vitamin C, vitamin E, and zinc, which are great immune boosters and antioxidants once again. They're also thought to have um, other nutrients and vitamins like A and B, which are great to reduce inflammation and help in fighting uh, diabetes, heart disease, and obviously arthritis. Um, and in winter, that's a big thing. You know, the cold weather does flare up our arthritis, and that's something important. Now, peas, believe it or not, actually also have more vitamin C than um, your uh, oranges. And we've all been taught as kids, oranges, oranges, oranges to prevent scurvy. But the pea actually has just the right amount. Now, there is a caution with peas, and that is if you are on a um, blood thinning medication, you should not be eating dark green vegetables. Because of their vitamin K level, they can interfere with your um, blood clotting levels. So it is important to understand that this is they, while these foods are actually very good for you, if you have health conditions, they can be detrimental. So that is an important thing to remember. Now, chicken soup, we all know. 
chicken soup is the kosher penicillin. In fact, many, many years ago, they did a study on uh, chicken soup as a restorative illness, and I will tell you that when I get back. Whether you are halishing for halas or wanting to braai or fine dine, this is Essen Fressen with Adrian Bagatti. It's all about the food. Hi. Okay. So we were talking about the studies that have been done into the healing power of chicken soup. And there is an article from the Student Affairs at Duke University. And it's actually called The Healing Powers of Chicken Soup. Now, as we're in, as I've said before, we're in cold and flu season coming up and we're all trying to stay healthy. Everybody knows that when you have a cup of chicken soup, you sort of feel better immediately. It's almost like a hug. That, that's how I feel about chicken soup. It's a comforting food. For some reason, it just makes you feel better. So they want to know, is this real? Does it have special healing powers? Is it the fact that it was made with love? Or is it, does it not really matter even if it's bought from the store? And here's the reason why. Chicken soup has healing powers. Now, it doesn't matter where your chicken soup comes from. There are recipes all the way, you can find them all over the place. Um, and there are so many different ones. But the most common ingredient in all chicken soups is onions and carrots. Those are generally the most important ones that you will find. Um, I will often add a little bit of fresh ginger into my chicken soup, but very tiny bit, and that's another immune booster. Now, a, a research done by a Dr. Stephen Renard He's a researcher at the University of Nebraska in America. He says the chicken soup acts as an anti-inflammatory agent for your nasal cells, giving your nose the relief it needs. Particularly the onions in the soup contain protein, calcium, and especially sulfur, which decreases swelling and aids in reducing nasal con uh, congestion. Another obviously significant ingredient in the carrots Carrots enable our bodies to produce vitamin A, which strengthens our white blood cells and in turn allows us to fight better and fight off infections better. There is a little bonus. Carrots also assist in retinal function, so to produce better vision. We all remember that. Eat your carrots. It'll improve your eyesight. Um, it's, you know, it has something to do with vision, um, but I've never gone into what it does because I wear glasses and I eat carrots. Now, hot soups in general keep nasal passages moist. They thin out the mucus and they prevent dehydration. They soothe sore throats. What is it about the chicken? Well, chickens contain amino acid called cysteine, and that is released when you are cooking the soup. And the amino acid thins the mucus in the lungs, and it aids in your healing process. So it actually helps you to breathe a little bit better. Now, it might only be minor, and it's not going to take the place of good medical care, but why not try your chicken soup? Also, the warmth of the chicken soup is going to relieve your muscles. It's going to make you feel better. It helps you sleep better as well. Now, according to Dr. Renard, the more ingredients in your chicken soup, the better. So great things to add to chicken soup if you want a long cooking chicken, cooking quicker, ooh, I don't know what's wrong with me. A long cooking chicken soup is turnips, 
If you can get them, I haven't seen them for a while, parsnips, leeks, celery, parsley, carrots, and onions, and then potatoes as well. All of those are deep, rich, vitamin-filled vegetables, and then you put your, stick, your chicken in. Now, one of the ways to keep the cost down is if you don't want to do a whole chicken, is that I add, I get chicken carcasses from the butchery. You put the carcass in, you don't have to use the stock. And that's also a way to avoid preservatives, which actually counteract some of the vitamins. Um, and it's not just the MSG, it's the, the spices that they put in. Salt and pepper is usually all you need um, to do that. And like I said, I sometimes use about a centimeter of fresh ginger just popped in, peeled and then bruised and popped into my soup while it's cooking. I do remove it before I serve the soup. Uh, nobody wants a mouthful, well, some people, but not in my house, a mouthful of cooked ginger. Um, so consider treating yourself when you are feeling ill or even better, when you're feeling well, make a big pot, put it in the freezer for when you're feeling ill and you're able to then heat it up and it would be fantastic for when anybody in the family feeling sick and especially for those of you who are on your own and need to look after yourselves. Those are important aspects to all our soups that we've spoken about today and how much they are going to improve your health. It is important once again to remember that not everything, even though they say they're healthy, so like I said, the zucchini soup and the pea soup are green vegetables. If you have a condition, a blood condition, then it's not advisable to be having those because dark green vegetables are not going to help you. But the other soups are really great and when you're on diet, they help as well. Another soup that I haven't mentioned and I'm not going to give the recipe here because it is quite a complicated one. It's a different version of chicken soup and there are once again a myriad of recipes and I find this one really helpful for flu and that's called mulligatawny soup. Now you can find the ones without meat or with chicken and that's the one I prefer. It is a spicy chicken soup. So you would follow your general chicken soup recipe and then just add, um, I often add chilies and I add corn to it as well. I sometimes thicken it with sweet corn. So that is another nice soup to add to the repertoire. I will put my recipe up on the Chai FM website when we're done. And, and you can get all of those from there. If you once again have any suggestions or ideas for us to um, talk about on the food show, please let us know. Um, we're happy to then do um, a chat on that. And I'm going to now be looking at some of the updates from the Kreisrit world around all over the world. Um, there weren't a lot this year, but we will come back with that soon. Whether you are halishing for halas or wanting to braai or fine dine, this is Essen Fressen with Adrian Bagatti. It's all about the food. Hi, and we're talking, uh, we've been talking about soups. Um, so I hope you enjoyed that and I hope you will enjoy making the soups that I will be putting on the Chai FM website. So you can just go and have a look at that quite easily. Now, I try and get updates from around the world on kosher. 
on kosher products and all those kind of things. One of the things you do need to remember before taking all the lists that I give is it depends on what your rabbi considers an acceptable kashrut symbol for you or um, host. So the only one I could find, I couldn't find anything from the UOS. There are no new Beth Din products at the moment. Although speaking of soup, I did see one and I bought it yesterday and that is um, from Pesto Princess. There is a range of beautiful soups that are available um, in packages um, and it's enough for four people. Then we all know and we've all heard the elite uh, chocolates, the recall of the entire elite range, not only of chocolates, but of all their foods. Sadly, this is a problem because we'd already finished all our chocolates before the recall came out, but they are just being proactive as there were only two cases of salmonella that we um, that I've heard about. The, the KCSA, which is Kosher Certified South Africa, they are new and they have a new product on or a new company listed, and that's called Nandi Honey, and their pure honey is certified. Sorry. <coughs> and their honey immune booster is also certified. Having more products coming soon. Then from Detroit, the COR, they actually have quite a long list of drinks that they've added. They have syrups, two syrups. It's called Brisk Iced Tea. Their blood orange flavor. And then the Fanta Tiger's Blood is also kosher. Symbol. So the two syrups from COR, Detroit Kosher Authority, they do not need a hasha on them. They are considered kosher. Then they've listed a whole lot of drinks. There is Nitro Pepsi Draft, Vanilla Cola, Mountain Dew, um, also their new flavor, um, and then the Mountain Dew Gingerbread Snap D, Pepsi Cola Shop Cream Soda and Black Cherry, Sprite Winter Spiced Cranberry, and Sprite Ginger are all kosher. So if you're in Detroit and you see the COR, there you go. Those ones are kosher. Star K has also added Wake Fern Ice Cream and Novelties, Bread and Batter Cookie New York, and Revive Health Juice Concentrates. Those are all kosher under Star K. OU has got um, frozen tomatoes, apricots, courgettes, and Romano beans and their cherry tomato rings. All of these are sliced, and able, uh, you can use those. Check for the OU sign, please. And then lastly from Atlanta, their Tums, Atlanta Tums, the symbol must be on the Tums, and they are parav. However, the Tums Chewies are dairy. So if you have any other kashrut items that you know about that we haven't covered, please let me know or any other websites that you can find. Australia had no new updates recently um, that I could find on their website either. So you've been listening to Adrian Bugatti, the Essen Freshen Show, where we spoke mostly about soup. So I want you to all have a warm and healthy winter despite the load shedding and flu season.